Hello and welcome to Farm D Unscripted, where we inspire you, educate you, and guide you to write the prescription for your life. I am Dr. Bree. And I am Dr. Laquita J. We are your hosts of this lovely podcast. So without further ado, let's get unscripted. Thank you for tuning in for yet another exciting episode of Farm D Unscripted. We have an ambitious and dynamic pharmacist joining us this week, Dr. Star Shands. Dr. Star Shands is a native of Stony Creek, Virginia, a small town outside of Richmond, Virginia. Dr. Shands graduated with her doctorate of pharmacy from the Hampton University in May of 2018. She is a clinical pharmacy specialist at Gallup Indian Medical Center under the Indian Health Services located in Gallup, New Mexico. Dr. Shands serves the Native American population for different tribes such as the Navajo, Zuni, and Hopi. In her spare time, Dr. Shands serves as a mentor and resource to pharmacy and pre-med students with the organization Pharmacy Initiative Leaders, also known as PEELS Incorporated. She works with the National Pharmacist Association Executive Board under various committees such as the New Practitioners Network and the Publicity Committee. So please welcome Dr. Star Shands. I'm glad to be here. Thank (laughs) y'all for inviting me. You're absolutely welcome. We are so excited to have you on the show today, especially me, because you were my mentee doing pharmacy school. Yes! <laughs> this is beautiful. I miss you, Quita. When I say Aww. I miss you, some type of terrible, it's, I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> I miss you too. And you know, I am inspired by you. Like you never cease to amaze me with your inquisitiveness and audaciousness. I saw it in you and doing your P one year. And you continue just, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, just never cease to amaze me. Never wow. Well, me. I'm just ready to cry at this point. because <laughs> <laughs> I am so grateful to be here. And I think it's definitely because this is, this is just a wonderful platform. Uh, Farm D Unscripted. To be invited to talk about my journey on this public platform is just a blessing. So thank both of you. And thank y'all for creating this platform to talk about different topics because a lot of these topics are definitely needed and people need to talk about it and we need to hear about it. So thank y'all. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, speaking of your journey, let's talk about it. So let's just start from the very beginning. Why pharmacy? What drew you to pharmacy? So it started when I was 10. So I got into a really bad car accident and we went down a hill and hit a big tree. So my mom was out of work for eight weeks. I have two scars, one on my forehead and one on my left wrist from the accident. So that day I just knew I wanted to go into healthcare because I grew up in basically a medical desert. Like we had one independent pharmacy, we had one clinic. So my mom had to get flown to Richmond and I went to a local hospital and I just saw how important healthcare was back then. So went through all the different like types of doctors just doing research and none of them interested me. And it wasn't until I realized with me wanting to be a doctor that I hate the sight of blood, wasn't in the surgery, 
So when I did a lot of research on pharmacy, it was perfect. And I just, that was the way I wanted to help people. Pharmacy to me, I felt like was the perfect way for me to make a difference. And that was what motivated me to be a pharmacist. The journey definitely wasn't easy at all. Like with the classes, all in all, the journey was definitely worth it. Mm. Upon completing pharmacy school, you practice in a retail setting. And how was your experience working in retail? So my experience was overall an amazing learning experience. I went to pharmacy school with the intention of working in retail. Mm-hmm. I did too. Mm. Right. Mm. And so I was an intern uh, in retail from my P2 year till I graduated. It was great. I loved what I was doing. I loved my pharmacy manager, loved my district. So retail, I felt like it is a wonderful foundational career. Mm-hmm. So my year... I was pretty much learning all the basics. I think that retail is great when you're when you're a new pharmacist starting out and you just need to know how to be a pharmacist. Mm. So that was pretty much my whole year. Um, I was very much concerned, like other students, about getting a job post-graduation. Mm-hmm. So I secured a job in retail about six months before I graduated. So that was a huge weight off my shoulders. That year, so of course we all know how retail is. You have some good days, you have some bad days. Mm -hmm. But overall, it was definitely an experience that I needed. With all the experiences that I had in retail, they helped me discover things about myself personally and professionally that made me grow as a person. So that year, I'm definitely thankful for that year overall. Good, bad, and in between. A huge lesson I learned was that you have you can never forget your why. Mm. Why you became a pharmacist. <laughs> why you do what you do. Why you go to work every day and serve the people that you serve every day. So what prompted you to leave retail? What prompted me to leave retail? So I got licensed in August of 2018, right? Mm-hmm. I was working a few months and I was living at home at the time because I moved back home. And I came home one too many nights complaining about the bad days I've had, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I doing this? I was experiencing symptoms of burnout mm. and I couldn't remember or I forgot why I was doing what I was doing every day between the long hours and everything that comes along with retail. I was starting to forget my why and that really shook me to my core. Mm. So I, I asked myself a question, is where is the position that I am in right now going to lead me to where I want to be five years from now? Is the position that I'm in right now contributing to my growth in my career as a pharmacist? Do I like overall what I'm doing? When you take away the caveats and the the nuances, do I like what I do? Do I feel 
that what I'm doing right now as a pharmacist, is it, am I helping people? Am I making a difference? I ask myself a lot of those questions. Mm. And overall, the answer was no. And that was hard to come to terms with because I went to, I went to pharmacy school to be a community pharmacist. Mm. And for me to realize a few months in that, yeah, I want to be a community pharmacist, but now my aspirations, my goals have changed because of my experiences. Yeah. In like, retail. You know, did you, did you feel kind of lost? Because I, I was kind of like you, I knew when I was in pharmacy school, I wanted to be in community. I was right. like, I, I don't want to do hospital. I don't want to do right. any, any of these things. I want to interact with people. Right. I want to be there. And, you know, I had that. And then when I didn't have that love anymore for it, and it just was, it, it was like questioning myself. Like, yeah, what did absolutely. I do all of this for? Mm-hmm. So, yes, to answer your question, I felt lost. I felt more lost than I had ever felt in my life. And I was questioning my purpose. I was questioning everything that I had told myself, everything that got me through pharmacy school. I had questioned everything. Mm-hmm. What did I do this for? Why did I go to pharmacy school? Is this what I really signed up for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. I was there, I, too. Yeah. Yes. It was terrible. It was terrible to to the point where I I went to pharmacy school to make a difference. I'm over here trying to change the world one pill at a time and I wasn't doing that. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I wasn't, yes. I wasn't, I wasn't yes. doing that. And I'm over here like like you said, uh Bree, I wanted to have that patient interaction. Mm. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to change people's lives. And I felt that between, let's let's be real, in retail, where between the long hours, metrics, um, business mindset. Um, no breaks. No, no luck. Don't even get me started on yeah. no, no lunch breaks. We can get started on it. You know, because I mean, that yeah, that's stuff you don't think about until you start working and you like, hold up now. I need to sit down for a second, especially and, when people right. try to cuss you out or you're dealing with a oh, difficult gr- situation. Gr- mm. uh, between, between the long hours, no lunch break, no sitting down, the... Eight hour shifts to turn to ten hour shifts, the ten hour shifts to turn to twelve hour shifts, the twelve hour mm. shifts to turn to fourteen hour shifts. Between all of that, I felt my passion dwindling down. And Quita can definitely attest to this. I've always been a person that was driven by passion. Mm-hmm. I have to like what I do. And I'm very when I go hard for something, I'm going to I have to be motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I was fighting for things that I was not passionate about. I was I was seeing how many flu shots can I can I give? How many prescriptions can I push out? How pleasant can I be while I haven't eaten all day? How how you better come can... on, you better speak that shit. You better cause that that's the that's the most realest thing and, ever. And that's how polite and, right. can I be? How come hungry? <laughs> And, like, and can you use the bathroom? Uh, I'm over here. <laughs> I turned to a sprinter overnight because how fast can I use the bathroom between patients? How fast can I use the bathroom between like everything else you got going on? Like, mm-hmm. can I get some water? People over here talking about 
I, you need to drink your water and mind your business. How can you do that? Like you, can't, you, ain't, you don't have time to do that. <laughs> and so, and it, and it's a thing. It it was like I was pushing initiatives that I wasn't passionate about. Mm. I did not care about mm-hmm. metrics. I did not care about yes. business mindset. I did not care about insurance. I didn't care about anything related to operating a business. I cared about healthcare. I cared about my patients. Mm. I cared about their patient profiles. I cared about med recs. I cared about the patient as a whole. I wanted, I wanted to be that person that was at the consultation window telling the patient everything they wanted to know about their prescription. And I didn't, I felt that I did not have time to, I, there was no Mm -hmm. time to do anything that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It was how fast can I, how fast and how accurate can I push out these prescriptions? Can I meet the verified by promise? Can I meet the time? Can I get this prescription with all the caveats and nuances that come with checking a prescription? Can I get it all done in 15 minutes or less? Everything was about time, 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 time. Some Mm -hmm. things take extra time. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I had no time. And the thing that was draining to me that motivated me to leave was that I was not doing things that contributed to my growth as a pharmacist, that contributed to my growth as a healthcare practitioner, that contributed to my overall career. Mm -hmm. I, I did not feel that I was doing those things. And because I did not see myself having a future in community, I did not see myself being a pharmacy manager. In community. I didn't mm-hmm. see myself being a district manager. I didn't see myself working in corporate. So why was I there? Mm. And that motivated me because when I had to question, when I got to the point where I was questioning why I was there, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I felt that my passion was dwindling, when I had to question why was I there and I was walking in every day tired and I was leaving every day so tired, I felt like I couldn't even drive home. Cause I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like gone. mentally, energy gone, just gone. Just like, gone. Right, like literally gone. just drain. Like, like yes. life was draining from it me. Was That's how I felt. It was draining. Yes. And it was funny. It, and some things, especially with working for the public, some things are just so hilarious. Like, how <laughs> it is hilarious. Like, how did I have this inter? How did I have this interaction? Like, how is this situation a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like working in retail, drive-throughs are a thing. When you when a, you have a patient dropping off prescriptions and the drive-through, because I think that the drive-through represents speed. Yes. So <laughs> when people drop off a prescription, yes. no, I can't reach out on the shelf and get the prescription and hand it to you. This is a process, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I felt, I didn't feel that I was practicing health care in the way that I wanted to. I wanted to look at the patient's profile. I wanted to discuss with doctors the appropriate regimens. I wanted to know what this patient was on. And when you're working in one uh, chain, you can't see what else they've had in the hospital. You can't see what else they've had at other chains. Like you, you can't see those things. And when I, again, when you have to question why am I there and the stress, when you're doing something that you're passionate about, it's not really work. Mm-hmm. When you're doing things that you're not passionate about, when you're doing things that you have no reason why you're fighting for this, mm-hmm. that creates 
issues. Because if you don't know what you're fighting for, how can you fight? Ooh, come on with that word. Come on with like, that word, Dr. Shane. Oh, <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, a lot of people that I've come across, personally and professionally, I remember I was having a very deep conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. I don't see the purpose or the passion in what I'm doing anymore. And this friend, and she's a close friend to me, said, what do you need passion for when you got a paycheck? You make a, you make six figures. What do you need passion mm-hmm. for? You get paid every two weeks. That's your passion. And I said, bump that. I can't do that. No. <laughs> no. Like, no. That's more nice. has to get me out of my bed than a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a word. Because money can be a factor. I have bills like everybody else. That's fine. But money should not be the only factor. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 You, bottom line, you need to at least like what you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when you get exactly. to the point where you don't even like what you do, it is problematic. Yeah. And, yes. and again, when you talk about, like, a lot of people emphasize work-life balance. I mm-hmm. felt that I had no work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And when I was off, I was out of town. I was at the airport catching a plane mm-hmm. out of town. <laughs> I felt that I was living a life that I had to constantly take a vacation from. Oh, now see, can you better just work with the work? You know, because I said that too. I said I always needed to go somewhere because I I needed a vacation from from the life that I was living. Let me have three days off in a row. I'm gone. Mm. Let me have a week off. I'm gone. Let me have any type of time that's longer than 48 hours. I'm gone. Or I will make it work with 48 hours. The thing is, when... People can say all they want to. Find fulfillment outside of your work. Why should I? Mm. Yes, and and that's one thing I also did learn in retail. I found hobbies outside of work, and it made me, because I was not fulfilled in my work, it made me question who I was because my identity at that point, when you have been in professional school for so long, that's it becomes who you are. I was Dr. Starshan's farm D from Hampton University. That's who I was. And I started to lose sight of who I was outside of that. So because I did not find fulfillment in my job, I had to find fulfillment outside of my job, which led me to mentorship, which made me, which led me, excuse me, to traveling, establishing bonds with people in my life. So yes, I was finding fulfillment outside of work, but why should I settle for just that when I know and I know I know for a fact that I can be a pharmacist and I don't have to deal with the caveats and nuances uh, that came along with community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So what motivated me to leave was that I meant I was going to be the pharmacist that I always wanted to be. And I knew that there was a job out there that I could make similar pay, that I could have a lunch break, that I could sit down, that I could make a difference. I had to worry about insurance, everything. So that's what I did. I started making lists and I meant I'm going to go after 
the career and the life that I want for myself because I deserve to. Yes. Yes, you do. You really do. So how was that journey in finding that new practice setting? It was hard because I had to come to terms with the fact that what I thought I wanted was not what I wanted at all. And that was hard. Because anybody that knows me when I was in pharmacy school, I was pushing, I was pushing retail. I had mentors, friends alike all asking me, Star, why don't you want to do residency? Why don't you want to do fellowship? Because I didn't want to. That's why. Because I want to be at the front lines. I wanted to be at the front lines. I wanted to make a difference on in, in retail. Mm -hmm. I felt that in community, Mm -hmm. that was my way. And obviously, in pharmacy school, I was very active. I was president of SNAFA my P3 year. I knew that there were options out there. I did not think that there were options out there for me. Mm. When your back is against the wall and you feel like, okay, what I thought I wanted wasn't what I wanted at all. So what do I want? Figuring out what you don't want is easy. Figuring out what you do want is harder. Ooh, it is. Mm-hmm. So what lessons did you learn like doing this journey? Like what lessons? Because you speak a lot of like you did a lot of self-reflection, which is very admirable of you to do that. Because I think sometimes people play the the blame game and you look inside yourself. So what lessons did you have to learn and say, hey, I need to I'm about to start this new journey. What do I how do I like what lessons you learn through self-reflection and self-evaluation? Self- Self-reflection and self-evaluation are critical to success. That's the first point. The lessons that I feel like I learned, it's okay to not know what you want to do right now. It is okay to have your plans change. It When I say it was very hard to come to terms with the fact that what I, I thought I wanted to be in community for a long time. I never thought that I was going to be in it 20, 30 years, but I at least thought I was going to be in it for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And realizing that I didn't was hard. And that's why it's so very important to add to that, to have people in your circle that know you and know that you are better than what you're acting like or what you're doing. You're better than that. And those Mm -hmm. people in your life hold you accountable and say, you know what? I see that you're not reaching your full potential. You need to fix that Mm -hmm. because I know you. So I'm grateful that I had those people in my life, especially my mom. She was a person. She's a person based on action. And I'll come home and I was complaining a little too much. She was like, okay, you don't like this job. We get it. What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Well, she's like, well, you need to figure it out. So yeah, do that. And the lessons... Getting back to the point, the lessons that I learned was it's okay to not know what you want to do, but figure out what you want to do. Mm. It is okay to change your mind. Okay, your plan A wasn't what you thought it was. Come up with another plan A or plan B. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. Come on. Go through every one of them. <laughs> yes. Until you figure it out. You better, come, you, better, you better just drop these jewels today. <laughs> Okay, like, trying to tell that, you she's dropping them. I'm taking <laughs> notes, honey. I'm taking notes and, right and now. And I was prepared to go from plan A mm-hmm. to plan Z mm-hmm. until I figured it out. Because I met, I busted my behind in pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. And I did not feel like my work that I put in needed to be in vain. Right. So what are things that you want in your career? 
short term, long term? What are some things that you know you don't want? And I made a plan. So a lesson is make a plan. Mm-hmm. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yes. So what resources did you use to help you find another job? So I, I learned this in school mm-hmm. to countless conferences when I was in school. Your network is your net worth. Yes. Look at your circle. Look at, I thank God I had mentors that spoke so much life into me that honestly, I would not be at this point if it were not for mentors. So definitely having a mentor is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's because I, I had mentors in community. I had mentors um, in my organizational work. I had mentors in different areas. of So resources that I used, I made my pros and cons list, my wants and uh, things I didn't want in my career. And I found, I researched careers that aligned with those goals, right? And I realized, and I had a feeling I wanted to do this in school, but I didn't feel like I was ever qualified to do it. Uh, So side point, don't let fear hold you back or do not count yourself out before other people or the job or whatever you want to go after counts you out. Mm -hmm. Because doubt definitely kills more dreams than failure ever will. That is so so true. And I know. Yeah. Definitely. We saw each other at a, um, it wasn't a conference, but it was a workshop. Right. And we had an in-depth conversation. And that's one of the things when we were talking about people we wanted to have on the show, I said, we got to get Dr. Shans because (laughs) she is just so passionate. And you, (laughs) like I said, dynamic. It's just like the way that you think of of questions to ask and um the way the way that you just present yourself to me, you just always came off as very confident. You knew what Ooh, you girl. wanted. Just yeah, like I'm telling you, just watching. I appreciate you. you. Yes, just watching you. I was just like, wow. I I just knew. I was like, yeah, she. Well, she's that's special. a special. She's special. <laughs> she got that sauce. <laughs> I'm about to use that. Yes. I'm over here trying to have the juice and the squeeze. Let me stop. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because we we were going to we were going to um it was a government workshop that we weren't right. at, and we were trying to discover those paths. So then when I saw that you also um got into a government role, I was like, yes, yes. I was so happy for you. So definitely, that workshop definitely helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I figured out all the goals I wanted to do, I realized that federal pharmacy was what I wanted to do. So I came up with that conclusion earlier in 2019 and I started making ways to do that. So there's a lot of Hampton alum. That's another thing. Utilize your alumni network, whatever school you go to utilize your alumni network, because I promise you there are alums from your school that are in positions that you want to be in. So reach out. And that's mm-hmm. another thing. Do not be afraid to reach out to people. They are human. Like, they are human. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Like, a lot of people think, oh, they're in this position. So, I I can't talk to them. Um, Hello. My name is Star Shans. And we need to know each other. Okay? <laughs> come on. Come on. You better. Because yeah. like, I have that same philosophy. Philosophy, no. rather. I don't care who. No. I, no, we can get to know each other. We we need exactly. to like my friends need to know your friends and we can be friends, okay? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you are in a position that I want to be in. So, like, let's talk. So definitely utilizing your alumni network. I have met some amazing Hampton alumni even before I met and, and excuse me before I graduated from pharmacy school, and I realized I wanted to do federal pharmacy. And I narrowed it down 
and it was either FDA or IHS because I wanted, I was very interested in public health, but I was also very interested in truly making a difference, whether that was behind the scenes or regulatory affairs or that being um, in a clinical setting. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that drove me into retail was that I, I didn't like any of my clinical rotations in pharmacy school. I wasn't about to be over here in the basement dosing bank all day. Oh, I wasn't wow. going to do it. Come I on. need sunlight. I need to be over here basking yes. in the sun. I need to be able to look outside and see, like, no. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't see myself doing it. And I was bored out of my mind when I was on my, re mm -hmm. oh, not, not my retail, my um clinical rotations, institutional board, internal medicine, <laughs> absolutely not. When I say, I remember oh, every day, every day, like every time that I finish a rotation, I'll never forget it. Block six, internal medicine. I remember skipping and dancing out of the hospital. <laughs> I was like, free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, we are free at last. <laughs> and I, I, I'm over here like, no, I'm not doing that post-grad. Like, I'm not doing that. Mm. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know I, what? I that remember. is so true that is so true because that's what happened like my my internal medicine rotation turned me out like i can never be a never. residency a resident at a hospital like they treat you never. like crap i can't i don't care how much i would teach myself no thank no. you I'm no <laughs> because i remember being on those rotations and i'm over here going home yes. doing journal clubs i'm over here looking at, at all these different guidelines and I'm like, I feel my soul dying every day I'm here. And it was like, it was just bad. So I was like, nah, I'm not doing that until I reached out to people in IHS. And also because of the things I wanted to do in retail, I wasn't doing clinically and I felt like I was losing clinical knowledge. When I reached mm -hmm. out to people in IHS, I realized that I had a serious passion. Everything I was saying that I wanted to do was ambulatory care. Mm. It was the definition of ambulatory care, doing medical reconciliations, um, working on an in interdisciplinary team, me calling doctors and them valuing what I have to say, and not only valuing it, actually asking for my opinion. I wanted to be in a space where doctors and pharmacists are working together to come up with a medication regimen. Mm. I wanted to be at the front lines of patient care. When I say I wanted to make a difference, I wanted to do that. So definitely going back to resources, talking to people that are in the position that you want to be in and asking mm -hmm. them, being just upfront and saying, how did you get there? How can I get there? How can you help me get there? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? A lot of times people are scared to talk to other people and say, hey, I don't know what I wanna do, but I know I don't wanna do this and I do wanna do this. And more often than not, cl closed mouths don't get fed. Come so on. ask, ask for what you want. Yes. And going back to your network is your net worth. Like I said, I value conferences. Talk to people, network with people. I can honestly say me being in my current position has been, it is the majority of the reason I'm even where I am right now. Because your network is truly your net worth.
like reach out to people. So when I came to the conclusion that I wanted to do federal pharmacy, I started looking at workshops, which is where Bree and I were having conversations. I looked up conferences to go to. I've literally flown across the country to network with people who were in positions that I was in, which was also a contributing factor into me being into my current position. When we remove fear of the unknown from our lives, you can go a lot further. Mm-hmm. And so resources was reaching out to my network, not being afraid to be uncomfortable. And that meant like coming up with lists and doing and networking and doing all those things to figure out what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and then making a plan to get there, going to conferences, arranging conference calls with people like stop being afraid to make a change when you are not satisfied. And a lot of people, they stay complacent or they stay stagnant because they're afraid to move. Yeah. So you, what, you're, what you know, you already know you don't like. Mm-hmm. But you stay mm-hmm. there because that's all you know. Instead mm-hmm. of getting over your fear of the unknown or getting over your fear of taking a chance, and it may not work out either. Instead of stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out of that box, that you've put yourself in Mm. as saying, I am willing to open the box. I'm willing to step out of it. And I'm willing to step on that box Mm -hmm. to get to where I want to be. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. those, when when you, when you ask me what are the resources I use, I got out of my own way and I started making a plan to get to where I wanted to be. And I stopped trying to settle for a life and a career that I didn't want. Mm. So as a clinical pharmacy specialist, what are your main duties and priorities? I am health care focused 100%. In my job, so I do work for Indian Health Services. I do work for a federal facility. I serve the Native American population. Uh, I serve the Navajo, the Zuni, and the Hopi tribes. Their health care is provided by the U.S. government. So... I do not have to worry about insurance because the federal government pays people to worry about insurance. So that's not in my job description. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Girl, I did that, not. That, she, come on with that shade. She said, "That's a whole shade." She, she, she shaded. She shaded that. She said, "She said." She said, so they pay people to worry about the insurance. Okay, not me. Okay, I'm doing clinical stuff. Okay, I'm doing real stuff. Okay. Oh, thanks a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, okay. shade. We, we shade friendly over here. We shade friendly. Oh, oh Lord, fix it. Uh, but yes, um, I'm 100% healthcare focused. So I am screening prescriptions. And when I say screening prescriptions, I am looking at the entire patient profile. I am looking at labs. I am looking at doctor's notes. I am signing off on recommendations. And I am analyzing the patient from the time they get there to the time they're about to leave. And everything in between and so fascinating. So I I screen orders, I counsel patients, and actually have time to counsel patients. In Indian Health Service, you are required. It is 
literally in your jobs, you are required to counsel every patient on every medication that they get from the hospital, as well as the clinics that we have. So we have anticoagulation, diabetes, hep C, HIV, uh, diabetes, pain, alcohol and substance abuse, and there's others. There's other clinics, and they're all pharmacy run. Wow. There's always other pharmacists around you. I work with 39 other pharmacists. Wow. Uh, We have specific people for specific roles. So, like, I'm not taking refill requests. (laughs) So, we have technicians that do that. We have insurance technicians and billing technicians that deal with that. I am primarily focused on my patients. So you have given us such valuable information. I think you have been dropping jewels all throughout this conversation. And we'd like to do a jewel of the day. So what jewel would you like to give our listeners? I would like to say you have so much power as a pharmacist. And you lose your power when you forget that you have options. Mm, I love that. Yes. Uh, Definitely. And a lot of people feel like they don't have options because they're afraid to fail. And if you're afraid to fail, you're afraid to grow. And failure, rejection, or just feeling lost is a part of the journey. And it's a beautiful part of the journey because I definitely wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for the failures or low points. I don't even, I don't even think I should call them failures, but lessons. definitely lessons yes. definitely is a better term. And definitely you learn more lessons in the valley than you do on the mountaintop. Come on now. Yes, now that is a word. We want to thank you so much, Dr. Shans, for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. This has been definitely a highlight of my career to date because to be able to talk about my journey on a public platform is definitely a blessing. So thank you all for giving me the opportunity. I'm glad to be here. I am so grateful to have met you dr Bree and quita you already know dr quita you yes. already know what this is i'm <laughs> grateful I'm, I'm so grateful to have met you p one year you changed my life in ways i can't even express so thank you mm-hmm. so that's the end of our show before we go remember that sharing is caring so share this podcast with a friend or a colleague follow us on our social media platforms of facebook and instagram at farmd unscripted so you can interact with us leave feedback share your stories and all that goodness that social media has to offer until next time we will see you later